0: others let's let's talk basketball uh no games this past week because of uh, covid and that situation we got both games postponed but prior to that we had uh two games we had the uh, portland game and the gonzaga game so let's first talk about the portland game and brett why don't you uh lead us off here what did you what what did you see in that game and and uh obviously a huge blowout for, for the Cougs. What, what did you see in that game?
1: Well, um, it was nice to see, uh, you know, harms obviously going nine for nine from the field. Uh, Obviously Portland just had uh, no match for our size. Um, So we kept taking advantage of it. Uh, It was nice to see harms, you know, Dominate like that, and we were able to, you know, a lot of games, he's been double teamed, and uh, we were just able to get a lot of easy looks in the paint. Uh, it was nice also to see uh, Harward came came in. He went five for five, so he, Harms and Harward went 14 for 14 from the field um, combined. So uh, productive baskets in the paint. Uh, did what we needed to do in the second half. You know, we were only up six at halftime um, because, again, uh, three-point shooting uh, failed us in the first half. We started, you know, to hit more. uh, um, Nell hit three. um, AB and uh, Averett hit two as well. But um, frustrating first half, but 58 points in the second half. Again, uh, just no match for our size. But, Greg, as we know, Portland is – oh and five in the conference so i don't know what to really make from that win
2: there's really not much to make from it i don't know that you can you can measure much of anything it was nice to see the bigs have big games i don't that does not happen very often i'm here's a question how good is harms i mean he comes in he's a kind of an unknown you get some highlights from purdue and you're like oh great who knows what the ceiling is on this guy Maybe he comes in, maybe Pope forms him into some great guy. Maybe Harms comes in here because he wants to get into the NBA. I don't see him as an NBA player. I just don't see it. I I don't see his, he's got the size, but I I just don't know that, you know, he, he doesn't seem to have the body outside of the height to handle things down low very well. I don't see him with much of a shot other than up within a few feet of the basket. Um and I, he can perform, obviously, like here when he's when when he doesn't have contested shots down low. But uh, I, I don't know, Brian. What are your thoughts on Harms as far as his ceiling and, and where he can go? Haven't we seen a lot of him already this year?
0: Yeah, look, I mean, I think he's I think he's a solid. I mean, he's solid college player, but I think you're right. I, don't, I mean, this he he's not a he's not an NBA starter. Uh, he might make a squad, um, but. Uh, you know, he he, he, he's, he could be a guy that, you know, is in the G League or even in Europe is probably more likely. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we thought obviously this year that he would that, that there was there was more upside to his game. And I was expecting a little more. But, you know, he's been he's been solid.
2: Oh, he's solid. Um, There's yeah. also well, someone like but, that. You can't you, you don't ever see in the numbers. I mean, I'm sure Pope's got a way of measuring this, but just all the shots that are not taken. Because he's yeah. in there, that's that's something. That's definitely something above and beyond any of the blocks. I, he's definitely a deterrent to uh, to people coming in and driving the lane.
1: Well, and if you saw too, I mean, and going on to the Gonzaga game, he he was basically unplayable. I mean, he played 16 minutes, yes, I, and uh, he he couldn't stay on the floor, um, and I don't think. I do to go along with your question. I I do think the Gonzaga game is a good measuring stick of, you know, who, who, who we're going to play, you know, and when push came to shove. uh, We went small and we played George. We played, uh, we started George Uh, Loner played a lot. We went more with more, our two more athletic forwards, um, you're and, talking about in the Gonzaga game. In the Gonzaga game,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I mean, Harms played 16 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, we... and, and, and he played 16 minutes, and and ten of those were just you know to start the half. I mean, he never he he did he didn't he brought him he brought him in once again in the second half for a couple of minutes.
0: Yeah, and I was going to mention that before half. we before we got into the Gonzaga game that you know Pope mixed things up uh, against Portland, and he started. Uh, both Loner and George in that game. And then they also started, of course, in the Gonzaga game too. So I wanted to just touch on that real quickly. George had a really good game. Again, it's Portland. So it's, it's not, a, not a great, you know, opponent, but George had, what, 13 points and 10 rebounds in that game. Um, really gave them a boost, uh, I felt, in that Portland game. Um, what are you? What are your thoughts on on that lineup change? Putting putting uh, instilling loner and back in the starting
1: lineup as well as George. Brett. Yeah, I I mean, look, harms. Like I said, if we're talking about that lineup with uh, the adjustment against Portland, obviously worked, and he obviously went to it quickly against Gonzaga. Uh, like I said, harms. He didn't score. He, he wasn't effective against Gonzaga's bigs. And our best lineup was playing George, playing Loner, and going small and trying to spread out Gonzaga's bigs. Uh, obviously, we had a hard time guarding Gonzaga, which we were going to have a hard time doing anyway. But we we tried to put our best offensive lineup out there and our most athletic lineup out there. Uh, but, you know, Borsello was the only one that could – really be an effective score. Uh you know, we he got some good looks, I was surprised Gonzaga kind of uh they did double him on on balls, but they did let him get loose. Uh and he was 1 of 5 from threes. He didn't even really shoot threes well, but he was 9 of 16 for the game was effective scoring. Um but other than uh, you know, Johnson had 11, Averett had 14. Those were our guys in double figures, but I when you guys watch the Gonzaga game, did you ever think we were close? Did you ever think we had a shot at winning?
2: With uh, I, I, a miracle.
1: I never thought we were going to win that game, and, <laughs> yeah, and that's nothing. a miracle, maybe, and that's but... nothing to do with them being number one and them being better than us. Like anytime we cut it to nine, or even that time at the end, of the, near the end of the first half, we cut it to seven, or the second half we cut it to single digits. I, I st- it's like I still knew. That there was no way we were going to win. Well, like, it was déjà vu. We
0: started off with a fifteen to ten right. deficit again. I mean, against the number one team in the country. Um, I, I know there's no victory in in a loss, but I mean, we only did lose by eleven points, even with that horrible start. And they just beat San Francisco, you know, the other night by forty or right. fifty five. So we, we played them tighter than almost any team this year, and yet. We still we didn't play great. We didn't play great. And we still, you know, but we only lost it by 11. The other thing I was going to touch on is I mean, I, don't, I can't remember what the turnover I mean, we had a lot of turnovers. You, you guys know what the turnover uh, number was in that Gonzaga game? We, we
2: only had, I uh, don't oh, know, that's the wrong game here. We had 16 and they yeah. had. No, we had uh, 19. 12. Had 19. We, 16 to, 19 to 12.
0: 19 to we had 19. 12. Had 19
2: turnovers. Yeah. I mean,
0: Look, we No, we turned it over a lot. What, what happens if we only have nine turnovers? You know, or you know, in that game, I we mean, then, then you know, it's a it's a game. I mean, we only lost by eleven.
1: No, we get yeah, seven extra possessions just from the turnover battle, and then no question. Uh, yeah, and and a couple things I would say is though, it, it, the they did get it up to twenty points in the second half, and then we scored. You know, we were down fifteen, and we scored two buckets at the end, you know, they fell and we stole it and we got another steal. And so it was nice. We made it respectable. And I thought actually we were going to not foul down nine. So keep it under single digits. Gonzaga had, I think 16 games in a row where they had they'd won by double digits. And so I thought we were going to not foul and lose by nine, you know, to kind of break, you know, at least cause I think that would stand out, you know, that we're the one team that was single digits of the last 16 games, but we fouled with like seven seconds left to, to have it go back up to 11, but I, I do think that was misleading. In the second half, they broke it open to 20. And, yeah. uh, and, and so it was, it was, and we, we just don't shoot the ball well enough. I mean, that's the only way to beat them. That's how we beat them last year. Cause we had, we, we obviously we had Yoli, but we had guys with Haas and Tulson that could shoot and we are threats to shoot threes. You got, you got to make 12, three pointers to beat Gonzaga and, you know, at least. And, it, we just we don't have. In the first, we ended up with eight. In uh, the first half, we made two. We made two threes in the first half. So
2: what, just, what do you what do you contribute those slow starts to? You know, same thing with USC and, and some of these losses. Boise State, we we you know we came back with a fury, but it was there was too little, too late. What what? There's been at least a, a half a dozen games it seems like this year where we, we've had this really slow start. And it's not, you know what? What I've noticed is it's not that we're not getting open shots. We're not executing. We're just missing. We're missing the shots. Well, or
1: I, I think it's it the lack. I back. think it's the lack of a of a of a, uh, a second score. You know, uh, scoring depth. You know, uh, and and even you know, unless AB really gets off to a good start, you know, we just don't have enough. We just we just lack scoring. So we don't have a second and third guy. That is consistent. That's going to get buckets. And so, if uh, unless Borsello is off to a hot start, uh-huh. I mean, we just don't have. That's what I contributed to. We just don't have enough scoring options, and we don't have consistent scoring options. So we, we. That's why we're constantly, especially against good teams, we just struggle to score.
2: I think that's. I think that's right.
0: Well, let's let, let's look forward here. So we have we have uh, we have two games this week. Hopefully, they won't be postponed. Um, we play uh, who is it? We play uh, Loyola and
2: Pacific. Loyola Pacific, Pacific and Loyola. on Thursday.
0: Loyola yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. So, h- how many games do we have left? Um, three on the schedule. We have three games, and then and then there's is there talk of us. Uh, making up those postponed games—I know some of them might have been canceled—but are, are, are there? Is there talk of of those games being played? The ones that have been postponed.
2: I just saw an article today saying right now they're they're not looking to make up any. There's no. They might eventually try to, but right now they're not trying to make up any games.
0: Yeah. And what about the WCC tournament, Brett? Is that something that's still on the table, or are they? Uh, yeah,
1: it's it's on the table. They haven't canceled it yet, but I I really. I don't see how they're going to play it. I, I, I mean, unless ESPN really forces their hand, I, I don't. I, I, I don't think. I don't think these conference tournaments are going to get played. Well, why is, why the is the Gonzaga
2: going to play in it? Why would they ever play in it? They won't. They yeah, won't. So, so why? And, and, and well, and so I don't know if it
1: really benefits playing. BYU to play in it either. I mean, it doesn't. Well, that's what Few said. That's what Few said. He he You're said one of them. He Few Few said and he made the point for BYU that, you know, they, they have to, you know, it's depends what they prioritize. If they're going to prioritize, um, you know, the teams that are in the tournament, Gonzaga and BYU, then it does, then there's no tournament, you know? So if he's not going to want to play, yeah. so if Gonzaga is not going to play, I I mean, why, why would you risk the conference? You have a number one team who's, almost a shoe in for the Final Four and a legitimate shot at winning the national championship for the conference. So WCC, why would you I'll risk tell you that one for place, that?
2: I'll tell you one place it would help BYU. It's unlikely to happen, but if we lose one of these three games and Pepperdine wins their games, they're going to finish ahead of us. We're tied right now with Pepperdine right. in second but- place.
1: I just don't think losing in Gonzaga in the WCC finals does anything for us.
2: No. Yeah. Well, it doesn't okay, elevate are, us. Here, what all I'm saying is, is we could end up third again. Yeah. In in conference and, so at and least not have something where we can at the, least say hey, we're winning, we're winning yeah. the conference Gonzaga doesn't, or the tournament and Gonzaga is not playing, but Yeah. yeah. But we could still come in third. I mean, that's a real possibility. Pepperdine's decent Definitely. and they could win their next games and, and and we could lose one of these three.
1: Well, Pacifica almost beat us in in, in Provo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yep. So that's that's a real possibility.
1: I mean, that went to double overtime. So
0: still a good chance that we make the tournament.
1: Right now, Lenardi has us as a ten seed. Uh, we're not in the first four. Uh, to get a buy or anything like that. So right now we're safe, but just because our conference though, I mean, another one of these losses to a Pacific or to an LMU, I, I think we, we, we'd run the risk of being in like the 11 seed playing game.
0: You know, so. Uh, Greg, if we, if, if we do finish third, are we out? I mean, if Pepperdine finishes ahead of us in the league, are we?
2: I don't know. I I, I think we're on the bubble. I, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't make it. If we lose, an, if Pepperdine goes ahead of us and we lose one of these three games, I, I think it's very possible that that we don't make it. Well, if we win these three games, it's almost like we don't want to make up any games. Yeah, you're right. We Absolutely. don't want to play anymore. If we, if we win the three games, I think we're in.
1: That's what I think we should do. I think. That's, I think we're. Lost. I mean, I think that should be our strategy. Just don't schedule any games unless, like, it's a Texas Tech or a, you yeah. know, like we tried a top 15 team. That's not going to hurt us. Yeah. Like it's that's not going to hurt us and we have but... everything
2: to gain and nothing to lose. But yeah. Why would Texas tech play us? Same type of thing. I don't know that anybody in the top 25, for the same reason we wouldn't want to play anybody else in, in the WCC. I don't know. That's that why we, that's why we weren't. That's why, game.
1: that's why we haven't been able to schedule a game. Yeah. yeah. I, think I think it's going to be very tough. Yeah.
2: All right. Yeah. So we've got this new player also that we just signed today, or I guess they committed today. What, uh, What's his name? Atiki Ali Atiki. Say it again. Atiki Ali
0: Atiki. Atiki Ali Atiki. Do we know anything
2: about this guy?
0: Yeah, he. he, I mean, he's a legit. He's a legit big man. uh, Very, very athletic. Six eleven. Had offers from Oklahoma, from San Diego State, from West Virginia. So, three star.
1: He's a three star.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I look, I he played for at London
1: Academy, at London Academy. Yeah. Yep. Up in Canada.
2: So, so he would he's a, a freshman, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: He'd come as a freshman. That's what I read on the BYU Hoops TV thing. Yeah. And,
2: yeah and, so. and
1: and and George, George was a big part of getting him. He saw George's um, uh, video that BYU TV put online. Uh, their social marketing team
2: oh, really? um, oh, yeah, put together. A great, it's, he, it's a it great a, story. By the it way. was a great
1: story, yeah, because George did, George has a great story, and then what George has done. Oh, I haven't seen that. For you should watch. Yeah, watch it, and it shows too what what George has been able to do for uh, people back home, and and mm-hmm. just the whole family app. He just talks about BYU being a second family for him, and so that was big uh, for. Um, for the, this recruit seeing that, that Georgia story was big and, and And Brian,
2: Brian, where is he from?
1: (laughs) London Academy. Okay. Tarzan
2: from Tanzania,
0: Tanzania. Tanzania. Yeah. That's right. Um, But yeah, no, look, I think he has a lot of upside. I mean, from, from what you read about him um, very athletic. And uh, I think this is a, I think this is a great get, I mean, yeah. look, how, how many times in the past would we we get someone that's, you know, not a member of the church that has an option to go to Oklahoma or West Virginia, you know? Yeah. And Oklahoma's having a
1: good year. West Virginia. I mean, I mean, that's, that's,
0: that's not someone we San Diego stay. Get. Yeah. Um, again, that's just a testament to Pope and his ability to recruit. And, and I don't know if you guys saw it too. I mean, uh, I think that the, the great thing about Pope is that he's going to be able to get these grad transfers too. I think there's always going to be people that are very interested in, in, playing for
2: him. We're going to need them again. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at this right now. You look at, you know, if you were, I mean, the way too early look at the starting five of next year, you know, you're, you're losing Averett, you're losing harms. You're losing a B. Um, you know, you've got Howard and you've got uh, Loner, and you've got George George. Well, you got Spencer Johnson. You, you know, you've Johnson. got your other guys that rotate in quite a bit, right? So you you, you still have uh, um, Johnson and Nell, right? Harding. Yep. But again, where's that other score? Where, where you know you're going to lose your top score again, like we did right. last year. We're going to lose our top score, and we don't have a second that we'd be looking forward to as being a big score. So we're going to need. Yeah. Some and and most likely you're not going to get it from a freshman.
0: Um, so, well, yeah, you're right. You're going to have to look, you're going to have to, again, he's, I'm sure they're going to, they're going to, you know, look real hard at the grad transfers and try to get another big name. I mean, Harms was probably the top guy in the whole country that people wanted them. from as far as grad transfers. So yeah. um, he spoke very highly of Pope in that article. I read the other day, About, you know, he seems
2: like a really good guy. So, really good, really good locker room guy and very positive. team. And
1: no, yeah. He, he, that's the thing about Harms. I've always seen him when he's on the bench celebrating the other guys and the wins. And so it's been a good pickup.
0: On a side note,
1: uh,
0: Yoli Childs and Andy Tool or uh, Jake Toulson played against each other in their first pro game the other night. Uh, unfortunately, Toulson hurt his foot and is now out for the season and just got released uh, by the Salt Lake star. So I feel really bad for him. I, I helped coach him when he was a young, young kid in Gilbert, Arizona, uh, with the Arizona warriors, uh, with my buddy, Ryan cuff. So, uh, sad to see that he's out for the year, but, um, uh, Yoli had a good game. I think he had 11 points in his first game and, and played well. So it was good to see some uh, some former Cougs uh, battle against each other and do well.
2: Well, it's good to see Cougs at all in the NBA. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Well, even if it, even if it's
0: the G League, right? I mean, yeah. Even
2: if it's the G League. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right, football. Draft. What are any, any additional thoughts from our our last discussion on Wilson? Is he is he Just uh, more
1: and more? It's more and more cemented, not cemented. It's more and more buzz that he's going to be the second quarterback taken. Uh, you know, McShay uh, on ESPN last week said that he'd bet Scott Pelt's salary that he'd be the number two pick. Uh, Mike Lombardi, who has a podcast called uh, the GM shuffle who, who worked for the Patriots and for Bill Walsh and al Davis, tons of sources after 30 years in the league. And he said uh, all the buzz he's hearing from his sources are, are that, you know, Wilson's going to be the second quarterback taken uh, everything. Uh, so just very, very credible. It seems more and more that he's separated. Now they still have to have their pro days, but uh, that definitely seems to be. And then as far as, Uh, the people in the desert, as they say, as Brent Musburger says, uh, with the Vegas on bet online, he's minus Zach's minus minus one seventy-five to be the second quarterback taken. So you have to bet $175 to win a hundred. So obviously very, uh, very much over 50% that he would be the, the second quarterback taken. And the next guy is Justin Fields. At, at plus 150, meaning you'd have to bet $150 to win hundred. So is that clearly, uh um, it, it literally is the odds on, you know, pretty decently the odds on favorite to be the second quarterback right now. Well, I,
0: I saw, you know, what was it a couple of weeks ago that David, uh, wasn't David Pollock from ESPN, you know, uh, college football guy Yeah,
1: from Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. So he was t-
0: he was he went on ESPN and was raving about Wilson and saying that he was you know that this guy could make throws like Mahomes and and uh you know Aaron Rodgers and and uh I think it was Ryan who's who's the other guy on ESPN uh, Brett that uh anyway he he was I watched him the other night or the other day and he was he was you know he was he came on and said I saw Pollock talking about this kid from BYU, like this. And I was just like, what is he talking about? Like, why is he bringing up names like Mahomes and Rogers? And then he said, I actually went back and looked at his film. And that's who I'm talking about, too. Like, this kid can make throws like Rogers and Mahomes can. Yeah. So he he was yeah he was, uh, when he really looked at the film and saw what he could do right he was like okay. no, it
1: was yeah I think it was it was Ryan Clark the Ryan the Clark Steelers that's it was. yeah it was Ryan Clark yeah the yeah. Steelers because well, he's right. an NFL guy he's an yeah. NFL guy yeah. so he hadn't seen him play yeah, so, yeah. yeah he hadn't seen him play so he no was, he said the same thing he said right. that he should go second and then uh, yeah no he's getting all the all the buzz like uh, people that are diving into his film that are NFL scouts like they're like once they watch the film
2: you know, they get it. So I've got, I've got a rundown here. This is from today of sources on what, not, not, not which quarter, not number of quarterback he's going to be, what, what pick he's going to be. Um, NFL.com has him as pick number two. CBS sports has him as pick number two. CBS analyst, Josh Edwards has him as pick number two. Uh the only the only difference on that one is NFL.com has him going to the Carolina Panthers through a trade with the New York Pretty Jets. Top, yeah. The others all have him going to the Jets. CBS analyst Ryan Wilson has him pick number 2 uh to the Jets. Pro Football Focus pick number 2 to the Jets. Uh, and by the way,
1: these are all the major, you know, yeah. these aren't these aren't offbeat. No, you know, no, draft these draft are all the major. major
2: SI yeah. NFL Draft Bible has him as pick number 9 to Denver, to, right? To Denver, uh Mel Kiper has him as pick 4 to the, Fal- the Falcons. To yeah. NBC Sports pick 9 to the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Uh Pro Football Network pick 2 and uh Tankathon uh pick 2 to the New York Jets. So there's some variable in there. Um
0: I'd be are shocked we, if he.
1: If are he, we getting overhyped? He's not going to fall.
2: Is there a little bit of overhype about him going as the number two pick specifically?
1: I, I can, don't can think somebody there's else hype.
2: sneak in there. That's not a quarterback besides Justin Fields.
1: Well, if Darnold, if the, if the, if the Jets keep Darnold, that but I would think they would trade the pick and just get more picks. They're going to keep Darnold. Yeah, but the, the thing is, if if the Jets trade keep Darnold you would think they would trade the pick and someone would go up and get them the NFL with, with this year too, to combine this draft is, is the NFL this year. Unlike any other year is they're talking about, it will be like any other year with quarterback movement, free agents. You know, you you have the stuff going on with Watson, Deshaun Watson, but you have, um, and not, but guys are going to be able to move. Wentz, uh, Derek Carr, there's seven or eight Jimmy G. There's so many a lot of movement. And so,
2: well, plus teams, you just had, uh, you just had Goff and, uh, Stafford, Stafford yeah. move. Yeah. No,
1: it, it, it's, there's seven or eight quarterbacks that are going to be on the move. So teams are going to trade up. I, I would be, like I said, I, I, I catch myself. I'm like, well, my, am I, am I being a Homer here? But I mean, to have guys like McShay McShea say, he'd bet Van Pelt's salary that he goes number two to either the Jets or someone trading up or, uh, this guy, Mike Lombardi, again, him saying not only did he say to go number two, he'd say, if he said, if you, to his listeners, he said, if you see a bet of Zach, William, Zach Wilson in the top being a top five pick, you take, you grab that bet right now. If you, if they'll let you take it, meaning like, you know, cause obviously people can bet on the draft now, obviously. So, I I, I, I think him being, I don't see him falling out of the top five. I just, I don't, because teams are going to trade up.
2: Fields would have to be taken first if he's going to go beyond the top five. But him
1: and Fields could go two and three.
2: Sure. Or
1: the Falcons at four. Yeah. Like the the, the Falcons are going to take a quarterback because like some guy made the point today, which is a good point is even if the Falcons are going to have Matt Ryan for another year or two, they're never going to be able to draft fourth again. Like when are they going to be? What, they're not thinking they're going to be. So if they have a Fields or a Wilson, they got to take them now, or they're 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 not going to be able to draft in the top five again. Sure. Yeah.
0: No. I, so, I, I Good point. I don't. So, I don't see that. I don't see any possibility of him going to you know at number nine uh, to Denver. Uh, I, I think if Denver wants them, they would have to trade up to get him. Um, I so think if the, he, I think the if farthest, or Carolina. I think the farthest he slips is number four at number four to Atlanta. But I, I, I feel like he's definitely going number two. It's two
1: or three to, tra- to Houston. Someone's going to trade with Houston too to get, to Once. get, to get one of the, to get so one of those guys. If he guys. goes in
2: the top four picks, he will be the highest ever draft pick for the Cougars. Yeah. If he's in there, do you, can you guys name the two players that went in the first round number five? And by the way, Steve Young's not one of them, right? Because he went to the USFL. Right. He did go in the, the number one pick in the supplemental draft from right. the USFL. He well, and- one's has- got to be McMahon. McMahon yeah, of the McMahon. Bears. All right, McMahon. Yep. And then uh... and there's one more. He's actually was the last one taken in the first round. The last player we've had taken in the first round. Was it Ziggy? Ziggy. Yeah, Ziggy. Um, Ziggy yep. went number five, and McMahon went number five. John I'm pretty, Tate. I'm very went impressed like, with both of you. That's pretty good. Cool.
1: Yeah, John Tate went like 14 or 15, I think. I, I That'd be a great question. How many first-round picks have we had?
2: That would be a gr- great question. Let me come up with some magic. Uh, you know what? Nine, Brett. Nine. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. we had, had nine. Let me, let me tell them to you. Mark Wilson, number 15. Yep. Jim McMahon, number five. So J- Mark Wilson was our first ever in the first round. Todd Shell, from Arizona, boy here. Um, first round. Wait, who'd 24. you say after
1: Wilson? Wilson was to the Raiders, right?
2: Wilson went to the Raiders. McMahon to the Bears. Don't Shell say the team. I was going to try and guess it. Show
1: in San I want to try and guess the team.
2: Okay. Uh, how about uh, uh, next would be Trevor Maddich. Re- uh, sorry, Washington Football Team. I have no idea. New England. I don't know who, are, who are some of these guys? Was it right? New England? He went to. He went number twenty-eight. Jason mm. Buck bangles jay he ended up playing in the Bengals. i don't know if he that might that might be right uh it was uh bangles yeah Bengals. And trevor madich went to went to went to uh um new england which i said and and jason buck did go to cincinnati don't ever doubt your younger brother, Greg. Um, we actually have another one here in the same year. In the same year, 1987, with Jason Buck. Govea? Oh, yeah? uh, he actually went higher than Jason Buck. Jason Buck went at 17. Sean Knight.
0: Oh, yeah, to Atlanta.
2: Went number 11 to New Orleans first. Oh, New Orleans. Went later. Went to New Orleans both in the first round and, and what positions did both of them play defensive end defensive end when was the last time can you imagine BYU with two, two starting defensive ends, defensive ends that went in the first round oh, to the NFL yeah. <laughs> i
0: haven't seen that
2: yeah and then we've tate. got uh, john tate 14th to the chiefs 14th for the chiefs rob morris to the Colts. Colts. yeah look how long we went uh with rob morris when, what year was he then? He was 99, right? 99 all the way to 2013. I, I just know because... years. I just know because Brian... Without a first-round pick. And Brian still
1: has his Rob Morris choo-choo train that, he still, <laughs>
2: <laughs> train, that he's still... still. <laughs> I know he sits on his couch and still toots it after every <laughs> touchdown. Uh, I will say Morris was
0: one of the most enjoyable defensive players we've ever had to watch. Yeah. He was he great. So that hard. guy was so yeah. good in college. I mean,
2: the freight train. He was freight great. Train? Yeah. He was fun. He was fun. So, but so yeah, so we're, getting, we're, we're going to have finally another, another first rounder. It would be nice to see, uh, to see him go. Now, of course, Steve Young would have almost for sure, not for sure, but almost for sure been the very first pick. To also the Cincinnati Bengals, if if he would have if he would not have gone to the USFL,
1: yeah, because that would have been the '84 draft, right? Yeah. yeah, the Patriots had the first pick; they picked Irving Fryer, but the first quarterback taken—wow, the first quarterback taken in the NFL—wow, there really wasn't when Irving Fryer. That's amazing. Eighty four. Well, that's the same. There's year. There's no
0: quarterback taken. Was it was, the first was it round. Steve Young and Herschel Walker the same year?
2: Uh, I they went. They were the same year in the supplemental draft. I don't remember if they were the same year coming out. Carl yeah.
1: Banks, Kenny Jackson, Bill Moss.
2: Because they both I mean, went to the USFL.
1: Right. I, I, that's what I was saying. Herschel the the first, home. the first quarterback taken in the eighty four draft. is amazing. Uh, that has to be the last time that a quarterback didn't go in the first round. First quarterback was Boomer Assisen, the 38th pick. Wow. So anyway, Boomer. he would have, he would have gone. Yes. Anyway, but he'll definitely yeah Zach will be our highest pick. I, I, I just, I mean, I, I don't see how he falls out of the top five. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know if you guys Seems saw the other up. day, but you know, some people were saying,
1: I guess, questioning
0: his athleticism and, I don't see how you could question that, but if you look at the film, but uh, there I saw a video yesterday of him uh, doing a little uh, Tomahawk two-hand jam on the basketball court, uh, which I don't think he could do in high school. So he's, he's got some hops now and uh, obviously
2: put on some, some strength over the how last can you couple of years. question his athleticism? Anybody who's watched him play? I mean, I don't know. The guy's a very decent runner. Well, I did see an article today that said that they don't believe,
0: you know, they, he's listed at 6'3", I think 210 or
2: 215. I don't believe any of those numbers either.
0: Yeah. So he says, this guy said he's 6'1", and, and you know, maybe, maybe a little over 200.
2: Uh, I think he's 6'2", and I think he's maybe 205. <laughs> that's, that's, that would be my guess. Well, because I've seen him next to people, to players I know well that I've stood next to. (laughs) So (laughs) I've got a very good idea of how tall he is. I think he's probably 6'2, probably or just very close underneath it. And uh, uh, he's probably just a little bit under, kind of like your size, Brian. And uh, I was just going to say, great. Not not quite to where I am at 6'2 total, right at the line.
0: I, I you're, you're, you're like what six, one and a half and I'm like close to six, three. So,
2: well, uh, in the next 10 years, I probably will get down to that range. That's very possible.
0: All I know is that I'm the tallest Madsen alive.
2: <laughs> End of story. Yeah. Well, it's possible. I mean, anything's possible.
0: possible. <laughs> All
2: okay. right.